0: Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today I have a great guest on from Thought Leader LLC, because one of the things that we often hear people use the term leader and leadership a lot, but to be honest with you, I'm not necessarily sure if we truly have embraced and understand what a leader really is and what that really entails. And so I'm excited to have Mike Figliolo on today to talk about his business, his journey, and the amazing things that he's doing and how he's helping other leaders develop in that area. So welcome to the show, Mike. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for
1: making the time and creating the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mike, before we jump into you know, the details of your business and, and just leadership in general, tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Sure. Uh, So I went to the United States Military Academy at West Point, and it's not on the list of America's top party schools, (laughs) I'll tell you that. And uh, after that, I spent five years in the Army as an officer, uh, where I was a tank platoon leader and had some staff roles and also taught ROTC. After my time in the service, I was at McKinsey and Company as a consultant, serving clients in a bunch of different industries on everything from strategy to really challenging cost cutting and McKinsey ended up being my business education. After McKinsey, I had a couple of corporate roles. I was at Capital One Financial and ran a big part of the operations there. And then I was at Scott's miracle Grow as vice president of corporate strategy, doing a lot of MA work and long-term strat planning. And in 2004, I started Thought Leaders once I left Capital One and before I joined Scott's and we're a leadership development and training firm. And I ran it off the side of my desk for a while while I was at Scott's and they knew and they were cool with it. I'd take a day of vacation and I'd go teach and I'd go back to work. And eventually I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I really love this stuff and I love running my own business and I love the teaching. So I'm going to go do it full time. And that was back in 2008. So uh, the firm will be 17 this year and I've been doing it
0: full time for
1: 13, 13 and a half years. And it's been a great ride along the way.
0: Wow, so much phenomenal value to unpack. The first thing I want to say is thank you for your service. Um, very much appreciate that. I mean, because one of the things that I have appreciation for is my father is a retired army medic, and one of the things that I learned is that you know, understanding leadership and strategy in that environment. Is a completely different thing from in the corporate world. So, what were some of the, like I said, the, the the core things you took from leadership in that aspect into the McKinsey? Yeah, so a lot of folks have
1: a misconception about military leadership, and they think it's very strict and very command and control, and I tell you what to do, and you just do it, and you order people around, and it actually doesn't work like that at all in the US military. It, it's much more about creating that shared vision of what you're trying to achieve, making sure everybody knows what's called the commander's intent. So what what do you want the future state to look like after this battle or after this operation? And then giving them the latitude and giving them the tools and the resources and the authority to execute against that intent. And if you think about it, if I tell you, well, I want you to go attack that hill. And I give you a very precise order. We're gonna attack that hill. Now you may end up on top of that hill fighting a bunch of enemy or you may end up on top of that hill all by yourself sitting there going, where is everybody? Well, the enemy's on the other hill. And the problem is now I've created an issue where we're at risk, but you did your, you did your job and you completed your mission. If I give you intent, which is, hey, my intent is I wanna protect the flank of the unit. And that means taking out the enemy. think they're on this hill, but they may not be. But your primary objective is to stop the enemy from attacking our flank. That gives you the latitude as you're moving down range to say, oh, wait, they're not on that hill. I see them on the other hill. I'm going to change direction and I'm going to go there. Right? And, And having that freedom to operate, I think is so important for everyone on your team, not just leaders, but every member of the team, because it's saying, I trust you, uh, you know what I want done, you have the tools, you have the skills, and you have the judgment to be able to make those things happen. Now, it doesn't always go perfectly, right? But but that's a big departure from what I think people think of as military leadership, where it's, you no, know, you just do what I tell you. Um, in terms of taking that to the corporate world, right? I, I think being able to translate that into your own organizations and say, what do I want the end state to look like? And then trust your people. You you can't be micromanaging them. You don't have the time and it's not your job. Um, You know, I have a great base of instructors on my team and I don't tell them what to do. They know the intent is grow the business, bring on new clients and create opportunities for one another. I don't tell them how to do that. And they amaze me a lot of times with all the different things they do and, they tell me, hey, I was talking to this other instructor and we have this idea and we already started executing it. I'm like, that's a really cool idea. I never would have thought about myself and let me know how I can support you, right? So I think the teams that I see be most successful adopt that mindset of letting your people take action and giving them guidelines operate within this box, but make it a really big box and recognize it's not always gonna go perfect. So
0: when it doesn't, it's a learning opportunity and we try to get better from there. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I think that is an amazing point because I'm very curious, I mean, as you start to to look at that, whereas you paint a clearer picture of the intent and people start to grasp that, have you found that in some cases people, because they've come from environments where that wasn't the approach, that they struggled a little bit to express their own creativity to operate within that intent?
1: Yeah, I had one uh, individual on my team at one point, and he would come to me all the time, and I love spending time with him, he'd, you know, smile, lit up the room, super guy, and he'd come to me, and he'd say, hey, boss man, I'm thinking about, you know, we're having this problem, I'm thinking about how we fix it, and I want to get your thoughts, and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, you should do this, and he'd be like, oh, that's a great idea, and he'd go off and do it, and it worked. And then he came back and he was like, hey, we got another problem. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, you should do this. And it kept happening. And I felt good because I am helping him. I'm giving him ideas. And it felt good, too. I felt smart. And then one week I realized I didn't get anything done. Why didn't I get anything done? And I thought about it. And it's because I spent all my free time with him solving problems and telling him what to do. And then I stopped and thought about it and I said, okay, what are those problems I should have been solving? Or did he have the ability to do it? And it very quickly was a realization that, oh, my gosh, he can do all this stuff. So I called him in that day. I said, look, you know, I love problem solving with you. But the thing is, I got other stuff I should be doing. And you've got the capability to do this stuff. I need you to start making these decisions. I trust you. And what I want you to start doing is the next time you have a question and you think about coming by, I want you to say, well, what's Mike going to tell me? And if you know what the answer is, I don't want to see you, right? Because I trust that you're going to come to the right judgment. Now, if you have a situation where you say, I have no idea what he would suggest, then we should talk, right? And and let's figure it out together. And it took him a little while to adopt that behavior of making the decisions on his own and being comfortable with it. So you've got to create that space and, and let them know what you expect of them and that you're going to support them as, as they make those decisions.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I think that's a very good point to, to realize because I, I've seen from so many people, like I said, that have a misconception about leadership where the leader is supposed to be my supervisor and they're constantly coming So where it, it probably does take some people some time to graduate to that stage that we like, wow, they really do trust me to go you know, figure this out. I am capable to do that. And, and that's a really important point is
1: the, the litmus test is when they mess up, how do you react? So if I've given you the room to make a decision and you make a decision and it's not a great one, but it was within the box that I gave you, I can't blow up, I can't hold control back. I can't, you know, berate you for that. I, I need to sit down with you and say, okay, hey, um, I know what we said. Let's deconstruct your decision. Why did it go well? What can we learn from this and how do we do it differently? And I learned that from my company commander when I was in the army. I uh, was in my tank and a tank weighs 68 tons. And we were on a mission, uh, you know, training mission and there was some low ground and I looked at it and on the map it said swamp. And I radioed down to my driver. I was like, hey, does that look like a swamp to you? And he said, no, sir. And he, Now this is an 18 year old kid, that's my driver. Okay, I said, "Does that look like a swamp?" He's like, "No, sir." I said, "Do you think you can make it?" He's like, "Yes, sir, I can make it." I was like, "Okay, if the driver, move out." And next thing you know, a 68 ton vehicle is buried in the mud, about three feet deep, and it's not going anywhere. So I'm like, "Well, this is where I lose my job." And uh, you know, I call my company commander on the radio, and I said, "Dealer six, white one." I was white one. He was dealer six. Said, dealer six, white one. I'm stuck over. And I gave him my grid coordinates and he came up and I was ready for him to lose his mind and start screaming at me. And he looks at my tank and he looks at me and he says, that's a good stuck. And I said, <laughs> what, <laughs> sir? He said, that's a really good stuck. I was like, okay, you're not mad. He said, did you learn something? I said, uh-huh, when the map says swamp, it's really a swamp. <laughs> he said, you ever gonna do it again? I said, no, sir, I'm not. He's like, learn something? Yes, sir. He said, why aren't you mad? He said, I'd rather you learn it here in training than out on a battlefield if we're ever deployed. He said, so learn from it. I said, yes, sir. And he said, now go get the mm, recovery vehicle and get your mm, (laughs) tank out of the mud." Yes, sir, yes, sir. Right, but he taught me it's okay to make mistakes and let's take the lesson from it. So I've always tried to emulate him when things don't go well, take a breath, nobody died, what do we do?
0: Ouch! I mean that—that that is an amazing guy. Uh, definitely a, a memorable way to learn that lesson. Yep,
1: you'll—you'll you'll never forget trying to get a tank out of three foot of mud, right? <laughs> and it I'm it was a long, long day.
0: <laughs> I'm curious. How did you guys end up pulling it out?
1: <laughs> uh, there's a recovery vehicle that they have in the army, and it's got cables and it's got a blade, so it can sink itself into the ground and, and pull you out. And, you know, you're running the vehicle as well, trying to back it out of the mud and it takes a while, but, uh, you can get it out there. That's why they have those recovery views.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. All right. Now I want to move on to, you know, talking about, you know, thought leader LLC, you know, we know that your business has been open for, you know, 17 years, which is amazing. Congratulations by on that. Um, So tell us a little bit about what the business does and what people can expect.
1: Yeah, we're a leadership development and training firm. I like to say we teach all the skills that every professional needs that nobody ever teaches. So we cover topics like leadership, communications, problem solving, decision making, strategic planning, negotiating, um, you know, things that you're going to use every single day. And the two things that are different about us as a training firm is one, we're all business people. All my instructors have backgrounds like mine. So we're not a bunch of academics spouting theory. We're not, you know, career trainers that haven't led organizations. We've all led organizations and and we still do. So that enables the second thing, which is everything we teach is immediately applicable because the content that we build, it's all our own content that we write is based on our experience in the real world. And we make sure that the learner is going to be able to take that content away and start using it in their job the next day. So that's the business, Uh, used to be in classroom instructor led training, then you got the pandemic. So we've moved to entirely virtual. We've built out an entire e-learning platform with videos and uh, exercises and downloads. And then when we're delivering our programs now, people take the e-learning first and then we do some live uh, 90 minute Zoom calls or Teams meetings. I actually had one with a team in Europe this morning. and you know, we, we teach them the concepts and then they apply. We work mostly with large corporates. Uh, clients are folks like Google, Abbott, Discover, Ford, the SEC, the Federal Reserve. Uh, we do work with smaller clients as well, but for the most part, it's, it's large corporates and their professional staff.
0: Awesome. That's amazing. So how can people find you guys online if they're interested in checking out some of, your, some of the, the courses that you have online or some of the material that you guys share? Yep. So
1: one is if you search Mike Trigliolo, uh, you'll find me all over the place. I've got courses on LinkedIn learning as well as our blog and podcasts and, and interviews. Um, but the fastest way to find us and what we do is on our website and it's thoughtleaders with an dot And uh, our course catalog is on there and our e-learning courses are on there and people can take our e-learnings uh, independent of classroom training. So it's, it's available for individuals as
0: well. Awesome, amazing. So one of the things I'm curious about is, you know, what was that like in building the business around you know, the idea and service that you have? Because I think there are a lot of you know, business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs or consultants or coaches that have a great idea and they may be good at the craft of what they do, but actually building a business around it, what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, a lot of people tell me, oh, Mike, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, what do you think I do? They're like, well, you teach and you speak and you give keynotes. I said, uh-huh. That's about 10% of it. Let me tell you the other 90. And they're like, what? I'm like selling and building the website and doing the legal and the contracting and payables and advertising and hiring and They're like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff I didn't realize I needed to do to run a business. And yeah, right, the the offering is just a very, very small part of it. So you've gotta realize a few things. If you wanna go build your own thing, one, you have to understand what the problem is that you're solving and be able to articulate it very, very quickly and clearly in a way that your customer is gonna say, yep, I have that problem. Second, you gotta be able to articulate what your solution is and how it's different from everyone else. And heard me do that a moment ago. We teach classroom training and instructor-led training, and we're different because we're practitioners and everything you teach is immediately applicable. So now they have a basis of comparison. And then once you have that, that's your offering, right? And, and that's the easy part, I'd argue. The hardest part about running your own show is selling. You are always, always always selling and selling. I I tell people selling is like saying, you know, Terrell, you're my prospect and I'd like to meet with you. And you and I sit down to meet and I say, you know what, Terrell, I'd like you to punch me in the face as hard as you possibly can. And then you punch me in the face and I say, thanks. That was great. Um, I'd like to meet again in another quarter so you can punch me in the face again. And I got another meeting right now where I'm going to go talk to Susan and she's going to punch me in the face too because that's what selling can be like. It's just constant rejection, it's constant disappointment. And you have to pick up and say, all right, well, you know what, Terrell's not ready to buy today, so that's okay, I'll follow them down the road and let me go see who else might be interested. And, and you need stamina, you need energy and you gotta bring positivity in there, you know, even after you have just gotten a black eye. And, and sales I think is the hardest part for people to learn um, and, and, if, and have that mindset. And if you don't have that mindset, go join somebody who does, who's building a business and, and be a part of that uh, because the selling part is incredibly hard. And if you can't do it, you don't have a business.
0: Awesome. I absolutely love it. I Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, but before we wrap up, can you repeat the website one more time so people got, can go check you out? Absolutely. It's
1: thoughtleadersllc.com.
0: Absolutely. Well, Mike, I've enjoyed our conversation. I'm really glad that we had the chance to have you on the show. So thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on Patreon.com forward slash business talk library hey the business talk library is the place where business makes sense